Today on Indivisible Westchester, the podcast, looking north, defending a key New York congressional seat, and flipping state Senate seats from red to blue in apple country, Michelle Hinchy, a candidate for one such seat, joins us. Today we're talking about putting our political activism into places where they have the biggest returns. I'm so excited my great friend Craig Zumsteg is here to talk about how we can do that. Craig, you have identified a state Senate district within striking distance of Westchester that you think we can flip, in part because there's a great candidate running. Let's yep. talk about that. That's right, Jan. Thank you for having me in. I appreciate it. Um, I live locally here in Westchester. I live in Elmsford, uh, but you wouldn't know it from the work that I did the last few years. Yes, yeah, uh, so it would be more like Ulster, right? Exactly. The last, <laughs> I feel like I spent the last three years up in the 19th Congressional District. How we, many miles have you put on your car, do you think? Uh, I, we did a, a county ledge campaign that I put. I believe the final number was 4,400 miles wow. on my ca- car just from that, that county ledge wow. campaign, okay. uh, which I figured was, I think it was from here to Salt Lake City and back, oh if you put it on the map. Gosh. Well worth doing. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I spent my time up there right after Trump was elected. It freaked me out like it did for all of us. I started uh-huh. looking at a map, trying to figure out where we could get the most bang for our buck. Um, and for me, it was the 19th Congressional. We could flip a seat in the House. We needed to do, I believe it was 23 to take control of the House. This was two years ago. Two years ago, And where exactly. is 19, just for people who Nin- don't know where 19 where is these where everybody goes for apple picking. Everybody's got so, have uh, uh, second homes up there. We're talking uh, pretty much just north of Poughkeepsie, almost all the way to Albany. Uh, if you've been to Kingston, Socrates, New Paltz, that's all in, in the 19th. Right. So I started going up there for that and uh, realized that the one of the great things up there is we had a chance to take the state Senate as well. Mm. And we did. So uh, you were targeting FASO's old seat. Correct. Right? And then correct. And so explain how targeting FASO's mm-hmm. seat helped so you flip the state the ni- Senate. The 19th Congressional, huge district. It's the size of Connecticut, covers 11 counties. Uh, but there are a lot of state Senate seats that overlap with it. Uh, mm-hmm. So one of the great ones up there, uh, we were able to help Jen Metzger. Yay! Yay! Jen Metzger <laughs> has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, we, we were able to help her win in the 42nd district. Um, and that's one of the ones that we're actually looking to defend this time around. Right. Uh, we tried to flip uh, the 41st district, which is over Dutchess County. That We tried to get that for Karen Smythe. And she I, came so close. So close against the awful Sue Serino, but she's running again and which she has an terrific. even better chance this time. Yes. And, help her too. and the race that we couldn't pull off last time, but we have a new candidate, a whole new setup, and I'm really excited about it. It's the 46th state Senate seat. And where is that? That is along the Hudson River uh, up to basically to Albany, and then you kind of hang a left from there. So it still has um, uh, Kingston, Socrates, and then a lot of the Albany suburbs. Gotcha. And part of the thing I think is exciting there is uh, a lot of the evidence so far makes it seem as though Trump is just cratering in the suburbs, mm, and this will be the best best place to test that. Um, kind outside of outside of, of the Westchester exactly, area. Exactly, exactly. Gotcha. So up there there we have uh, a new candidate running. Her name is not new. Her father uh, held a congressional seat up there for about 20 years. Wow. Uh, and, so uh, much like the Biagi thing we it, had here, Much right? like the Biagi. Yeah. And we had uh, an entrenched Republican up there that stepped down, George Amador. He was, uh, apparently he's gotten rich enough that he no longer needs that seat. Uh, and so he is not running again. 
And so it's a wide open seat. And because of that, we get to really see uh, how this voter registration is going to play out. If without the without the name recognition, uh, mm -hmm. we're hoping that Democrats vote as Democrats and we actually get uh, a win here. What do you mean by your want to see how the uh, voter registration? Plays so that out? that district has changed a lot, as with all the upstate state, uh, the state Senate seats. Um, what we're seeing there is that uh, in the last few years, Republican enrollment is basically frozen. Virtually zero people have signed up as new voters in the Republican, the conservative, the Independence Party. Uh, all new voters have signed up as either Democrats or uh, unaffiliated voters. And wow. in that district, I see we've got, I mean, by, by one set of figures I have, we've got about 2,400 new Democrats and about 8,000 new unaffiliated voters. Gotcha. So if those people vote Democratic, then uh, we should have a flip on our hands. So how did you meet Michelle Henchy? She came to, mm -hmm. uh, we had a big party in uh, January to celebrate yep. three years of of Indivisible and also kicking off the 2020 elections. And she came down for that. It was great to meet her. She How did. did you first meet her? Uh, I met her because I she is in, uh, her district is in Ulster County, and that's where I've been doing tons of work. So when we were talking about uh, all these these upcoming races, uh, she was doing the work. She was showing up at all the events, and I was driving up there for all the events. So right. we met up that way. Uh, and it's it's been a good race. She had uh, she's got a pretty clear path forward, and uh, we should get her on the phone. Let me get my phone out. Mm -hmm. Let's give her a call. Hi, this is Michelle. Hey, Michelle. It's Shannon and Craig. How are you? Doing well. How are you guys doing? We're great. We're so excited that you are willing to come on to our podcast and talk about your run for state senate. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Well, let's just get right to it. Michelle, why are you running for the state senate? Yeah, uh, I'm running to be a strong upstate voice in the state senate majority. I think, you know, I'm from upstate. I'm, I'm from Saugerties in Ulster County, and it's really exciting to me all of the opportunities and the potential that we have here. And I feel far too often we get a little lost in the conversation. And we live in such a beautiful part of the world. How do we make sure that we protect those resources? Right? Right. Uh, I grew up. Uh, surrounded by in government my father was in office and he really instilled in me along with my mother but growing up beside him really instilled in me what's important in the world and you know that hard work dedication and compassion you can really accomplish a lot and you can help people and help your communities and that's been something that I've always cherished and it was uh, important for me to always give back to my community and I want to do that now. Great. So, Michelle, what are uh, what are the things that, that really inspire you about the district, and what are the challenges about the district, if you don't mind? Yes. I mean, this is my home, right? It, it's really special to me. I think, you know, as I mentioned, the resources, we've got the Hudson River and the Catskill Mountains right in our backyard. Uh, the people here are so wonderful and friendly. When you think about a real small-town America, it, it's here, right? And it, mm -hmm. it's, it's a wonderful place to be. The challenges of the district specifically, uh, you know, it's really rural. We're five counties from Ulster County all the way up to Montgomery County. And 
it's a lot of incredibly beautiful family farmland, but reaching all of those people uh, and, and those voters can be difficult, right? Right, And especially with the lack of broadband access mm. that we have here. It's something that we don't think about a lot. But in 2020, we still don't have reliable internet and broadband access in a lot of our upstate communities, hmm. which really puts us behind, right. right, from an economic development perspective, from a health and safety perspective, and especially from an equal educational opportunity perspective for our kids, right? Right. It's something that when we want to continue to move forward, that is kind of the central pillar of something that we need to change. So what are some of the other issues that uh, that um, you're running on or that you're finding as you're campaigning? Absolutely. You know, the, the often talked about healthcare conversation is real. Um, my father was diagnosed with frontotemporal degeneration. And, you know, I think we all know the challenges of our healthcare system. But unfortunately, uh, at least for me, until you're faced with something like home care and long-term care, especially in our rural communities, but really anywhere, uh, you don't realize just how bad it is, right? Right. And we had, my father was a congressman, and we had to sell land to pay for his home care. Wow. And, yeah, uh, you know, and that was something not just, it's the most emotional time of your life when one of your loved ones is faced with that it's stressful it's hard and to be having to deal with the financial toll is a burden and quite frankly a travesty that we have in our society right now and if we had to sell land to pay for his home care what was everyone else facing and that's with right? congressional health care i mean that's like considered gold standard care right like exactly but you know things like long-term care for incurable diseases like dementia are not covered. Yeah. yeah we, uh, and we, that's really why you have insurance, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yep, right. Yep. No, we've all, so, I, I think so many, so many people, constituents, uh, voters, our, our, you know, our own activists have, have had that where we have found that all the things that you expect to be covered because they're life, so many of them slip through the cracks. So exactly. that, that can, makes you so vulnerable at that time. Right. Um, Michelle, I wanted to ask. Uh, the, the big thing on our mind today, of course, is how we can help. We would love to have another, <laughs> yes. uh, another pro-choice vote upstate. We would love to have uh, so many, somebody else supporting so many of the great changes we've made in the, at the state level the last few years and in the next few years. So how can we help make that happen? Right. Yeah, what can any, we do for any... you? <laughs> <laughs> Say that again, sorry. What can we do for you? Yes, that's, the, that's my favorite question. Yes, of course. Uh, you know, any any and all help is always welcome. You know, as I mentioned, uh, how rural it is, that makes it even more important for an increased number of volunteers. Everything from canvassing to phone banking to postcard writing, right? Because a lot of these houses and these voters are just unreachable. And making sure that we target them in every way, uh, from postcards to canvassing to phone banking is incredibly important so that they can hear our message, understand that we're really fighting for their best interests right. uh, and want to be a strong voice for them in the majority caucus. You know, thankfully, we're not going to lose that anytime soon. So how do we make sure that we just add to it and make sure we're advocating for even more communities? Yeah. That's something that's really important for them to know and to hear. So any of those things on the ground and then even from the comfort of anybody's home in phone banking, text banking, and postcards is great. Yeah. 
And then, you know, unfortunately, our financial system hasn't changed yet in campaigns. Right. Uh, this is probably, be, especially because of how rural it is and the capital district media market and the Hudson Valley media market, it's probably about a million dollar race. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Yes. Uh, so, of course, any financial assistance, too, is always helpful to make sure that we can really reach the voters and get our message out there. Well, I can I can add from uh, from the midterms, uh, I did a lot of the canvassing right around that area. Uh, New Paltz is not in your district, but the area right around it is. We sent a lot of canvassers out there. Uh, it's only about an hour and a half drive, depending on where you are in Westchester. You can go yep. up go up there, uh, canvas on the weekends. Uh, by November, we'll be able to do some apple picking while you're up there. Get some, can, some cider, some cider donuts, all of that. We can do some, some carpools. I know you gave me cider donuts when I came up and, and did <laughs> exactly. one of your canvases. I, I, yes, I, I remember that. I treat my volunteers right. Come on now. <laughs> The oh, benefit man. to all of our family farms. That's right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Well, M- Michelle, before and Kingston, just to, just to add, you know, Kingston is such an incredibly incredibly exciting place right now. There's so much, and that's right off the thruway. Yep. Uh, right by New Paltz, it's kind of the next stop, and there's so much exciting stuff Some... going on here. Not only is it right on the water on the Hudson, but there are so many incredible restaurants. Yep. I gotta uh, give. I gotta give it. I gotta give a shout out to Diego's Tacos and Yum Yum Noodle yeah. House. Those are both fantastic. <laughs> that sounds good to me. And Monkey Joe's Coffee, if I can fit that in. Yeah. But um, one last thing, uh, I, I wanted to know if, if you had any good stories, anything uh, you learned about campaigning from your dad, anything he'd be proud of today if he could watch any what you're doing. Any nugget of wisdom. Yeah, uh, you know, I learned a lot, obviously, as you can imagine. Sure. Um, but always, always showing up is something that I learned really early, and that I've been carrying through this campaign. I mean, you've got to, you've got to show up, show your face, meet the people, be on the ground. This is priority one, right? I mean, if you're right. running for, if you're running to be elected and to represent people, you got to make sure that's your priority. Yeah, your your and, dad, your dad did not hold that seat for twenty years by hiding from his exactly, constituents. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Nice. And you're nice. only going to be able to benefit them if you are constantly hearing what the challenge is and also what's going well. Right. right? What can we do, What can we do more of? It's not always just that. Uh, but you're never going to know those things unless you're really out uh, talking to people, meeting people, showing up at the fish fry to the committee meetings. Those are really important. So, Michelle, before you go to that point, what is the energy like? I know it's still early in the race, but, you know, how are you feeling? It's great. You know, uh, this morning we just had the announcement. We got the endorsement from CWA, the Communication right. Workers of America, Excellent. which is awesome. We've gotten uh, all five Democratic County committee endorsements across the district this week as well. Excellent. And everyone's really excited. You know, this is a race that is really winnable. It's tough. You know, the last time it was held by a Democrat was in 2012 uh, by Mm. C.C. Katchik. And that race was only won by 18 votes. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. You know, it could be close, but we have we do have a Democratic voter advantage, enrollment mm-hmm. advantage. Yep. So but reaching it, these people, doing the work is important, but it's really, I mean, on the ground, everyone's really excited. Yeah. It's been really great so far. Yeah, That's this, wonderful. This is, this is a district where, where every door, every mailbox, every phone makes a difference. So any, everything, mm-hmm. anything we can do would be helpful. Thank you, Absolutely. Michelle. Yeah, thank you, Michelle, for, for being on today. We'll do what we oh. can, and we're excited you're running, and thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for all the work you guys do, too, and look forward to seeing you soon. Likewise. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. To find out more about Michelle Hinchy, 
Check out her website, hinchy4newyork.com. Craig, she sounds fantastic. It was great talking to her again. She's great. She's doing the work, and we've got a real chance up there, and we just need a, she'll just need a little bit of help. Right, so check out her website for ways to get involved. We'll also have a hyperlink on our website where you can find this podcast, and uh, we will keep everybody updated on how the campaign's going. Craig, thank you so much for joining thank us Thank you today. for having me. It's been fun as always. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Indivisible Westchester, the podcast. Proud member of the Demcast Network. Find us online at indivisiblewestchester.org, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Most importantly, keep on resisting.